25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hole. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. What up? All right. Hour number two of today's show has begun. That's what this is. This is the beginning. This is the beginning. (laughs) I officially announce we are starting. Welcome in. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Staying connected to you around the clock because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. And just a few. Jim Dunaway, one of the hosts of the Jocks Roundtable, WJOX in Birmingham, morning show there. Jim's going to be with us in just a few minutes on the uh, Divinity Equipment phone. And because Jim went to, attended the first game of the Super Regional this weekend in Starkville on Saturday night, he was out there in right field um, behind a grill, hanging out with friends, Checking it out, posting about it on Instagram and all that kind of stuff. Thanks to LTE from Seaspire, and so we're going to talk with Jim about the experience, what his takeaway was. He's a guy who finds the right words to say for a living, and so we'll talk with him about his experience. Uh, probably this time tomorrow, we're going to be, you know, I mean, we will be recapping what did or didn't happen for Ole Miss. They're going to play at. Three o'clock this afternoon, uh, Central Time. Let me double check that time for you, just to make sure. Always look at d1baseball.com. They always put the scores up. Yeah, they always list them in Eastern Time. So they've listed four. So it'll be a three p.m. Central first pitch, Ole Miss Arkansas game three, the deciding game of that super regional. The only other one that is not decided is Auburn at North Carolina. That game will throw out first. Well, it's underway. Nope, not yet. It throws out first pitch in an hour. So, um, so we have to wait on that one. But at any rate, that is um, the super regional that will send one of those teams to go play against um, Mississippi State when the College World Series tips off here next weekend. Right? Got it? Everybody got it? Got it. And that's the way this is going to work. So we'll talk with Jim. Also, if you are just tuning in uh, for the first time here, made an announcement earlier that in two weeks from today, so on Monday, June 24th, this show and the one right after it, the Gridiron, here on The Zone in the middle of the day here in Jackson, we are swapping places. We're doing a little switcheroo. They're moving up. We're moving back. And so if you listen live during the middle of the day, the gridiron with Chris Brooks and Bieber going to move up into the time slot of 10 till noon in the mornings. And then that'll be followed by this show. We're going to move back to 12 to 2 p.m. Matt Wyatt show, me and Roger, and, of course, joining you in all the different ways that we do that. So. I think everybody can get used to 
sports talk during the lunch hour? I think they can. I don't think it'll be too much of a struggle. They they talk sports. I don't want to slam on Chris. (laughs) I see what you're doing now. They joke amongst themselves. At first, I didn't get it. (laughs) Now I'm getting, as they say, Roger, I'm picking up what you're putting down. You're smelling what what I'm cooking. I smell what you're stepping in. (laughs) That's probably more accurate. Um, For the record, for the record, Chris, if you're listening, that was Roger who said, <laughs> you think the people at lunch can get used to sports talk? Uh, we'll have a good time with it. I never know, you never know. I mean, we really don't you listen to some of the last few shows. We don't have a whole lot of you know room to talk. Oh, I know. I had bird sounds on the show one day. To, name to, that bird. Name that bird. That'd be a, re- a regular segment. Reminds me of the joke about the guy who showed up for college. He goes in and some... You know, uh, was it biology? Some professor says he's trying to show off and says, um, we're going to identify birds just by their legs. He's showing slides of bird legs. About three or four in, some kid gets up, grabs his bag. He's out. He's out. He's headed out. Don't quit. Starts walking out of the classroom. Professor says, wait a minute. You got to tell me your name. I'll mark you off the roll. Kid reaches down, pulls his britches legs up and says, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> All right, um, on the text line, before we get Jim on here in just a sec, on the text line, 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN is the text line. There's a lot of texts of Russell Crowe because everybody thinks that Dustin Skelton looks like Russell Crowe from The Gladiator, and I certainly do see a lot of resemblance there in their face. There's no doubt about it. I said earlier in the show um, that Ole Miss and State both have a legitimate chance to meet up against each other for the national title. A lot of water under the bridge got to happen. I mean, Ole Miss got to win today. Arkansas is good. All that kind of stuff. But there is a legitimate shot. Those two teams are that good. They have a chance. And then I threw out there that Vandy may be more talented. I talked about those needs-based scholarships, the way they kind of get around the scholarship limits at Vandy. Um, You know, you look at – Florida State, they seem to have something special going on. Florida State has reached Omaha. Florida State has reached Omaha by um, advancing past Georgia in the Athens Regional and then by advancing past LSU in the Baton Rouge Regional. I mean, the the chances of doing that are astronomical. (laughs) It's just hard. So they got a little something going there. Anyway, somebody texted the show and said State is more talented than Vandy. Um, And, you know, I mean, I'm not – nobody would argue that. Nobody would argue it. Vandy's just got some things that they don't – I mean, they have less restrictions. They have more scholarships, more money to hand out, period. They have J.J. Blade who hit – what he hit? 30 home runs this year. Austin Martin. You know, so what, position player first-rounders? Uh, State had a pitcher going to first round. So it's a little – it's not apples and oranges, but I think their their talent maybe it sways in different ways, right? Maybe the most elite talented players at State this year are pitchers. Small, again. Maybe the most elite talented players at Vandy this year are in their lineup. Blade, Martin. Of course, freshman – Rocker threw a no-hitter the other night for Vandy in 19 strikeouts in a ballgame. 
So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that I would say State is more talented than Vandy. They might equally be equally as talented, but uh, certainly have a shot to go win the whole thing. Uh, somebody who did watch it in person on Saturday night at Duty Noble Field. Of course, State swept that thing one Saturday and Sunday, but a guy who was there on Saturday is on the Divinity Equipment phone right now. I told you about him earlier. Jim Dunaway, one of the hosts of the Jocks Roundtable, WJOX in Birmingham. Y'all need to follow him, Jim Dunaway, on Twitter if you don't already. He was there. He sent out pictures and kind of had a, a a mouthful of the entire experience, and I mean that both literally and figuratively. Uh, Jim, welcome to the show. Appreciate some time today. How was it on Saturday night at the New Dude? Uh, it was fantastic, and it was a bucket list for me because I'd already always grown up. Baseball was my sport, and I wanted to play baseball at a big place like Mississippi State. Yeah. So I'd grown up watching the old left field lounge and was really fired up to uh, – never made it over to the old one. was yeah. fired up to get the opportunity to come this week and got to go over Saturday and just enjoyed myself. It, it, it left me in awe of the whole experience, the whole baseball atmosphere over there. It was, it was a life-changing moment. So, well, i got to stick on that for a second. You say it's a life-changing moment. Why was it? it was it just because of the, the number of people in the venue? Was it the food? Like, why would you describe it that way? Well, no, you know, it's, you know, I'm around more people. I, you know, but the football Saturdays I spend with 87,000 at Auburn or 101,000 yeah. in Tuscaloosa. Sure. So it's not the actual number of people. It was, you know, I was lucky enough to be out in the lounge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know what it's like in the grandstand. It looks beautiful. And I'm sure the people that sit in the grandstand love that. But what you get in the lounge area, flagpole to flagpole, uh, I, I don't think that can be recreated anywhere else in sports it it is so unique it is um it is a mixture of a party with a a, you know a lot of people drinking alcohol but at the same time it is so family friendly you know kids are there families are there you're grilling you're cooking it is like we're in a backyard setting with a baseball game going on and I knew what I was getting into when I went there. Yeah. Um, but the delay from 2 o'clock to 7 o'clock almost made the atmosphere more magical at night. I had a chance to go downtown, and I went to the Little Dewey's, and I went to a couple of other establishments down in the district there, and then we all made our way over. And as soon as the gates opened, we went in, and we started grilling and enjoying and meeting people, and everyone was so nice. It, it, it just is so unique to be able to have a grill going and then three feet away is the warning track. And to be able to hang on the fence and, you know, the way the Mississippi State players interact with, with the fans is just tremendous. And when you have the visiting team, like Stanford, rolling over during a pitching change or um, during a TV timeout, grabbing a piece of steak or a bite of burger <laughs> during the timeout, I don't see how those guys, you know, coming from Palo Alto, were able to stay focused throughout the game. It was just a beautiful setting. And uh, you guys are very lucky to have it right there in your hometown. Jim Dunaway on your radio. He is in Birmingham, and he went to the game at the New Dude on uh, Saturday. That's the other thing I was going to ask you is kind of uh, being right there on that outfield wall. You know, Jim, last night in that game, the, the big shot that got State going was Dustin Skelton. We thought he had a grand slam, but it goes off the top of the wall. 
And I was impressed that state fans didn't interact with the baseball. They all backed off as to not interfere. And I'm thinking, you don't, you probably don't get that a lot of places where the fans most definitely would interfere. That was a big moment in that game last night. It absolutely was. And that, yeah, I don't know if it was right at number 37 out in the, the outfield lounge, but it was very close to where yeah. I was hanging yeah. on the fence. And I don't know if I would have been baseball high IQ enough not to have tried to grab the ball. Um, but it hit right at the yellow line, and I think that's a, a testament to uh, the the IQ of the Mississippi State baseball fan. And, and you know, you've got a lot of that out there. And I I got mixed reviews. There were some people there that liked the old way where they could back up their campers and stuff. But most people just love it. Mm-hmm. It's so well organized. Um, you know, it was thirteen thousand fans when I was there, and a lot of them were out out in the outfield. Um, other than maybe needing a, a slightly bigger bathroom, I couldn't redesign that place uh, any better. And that's the only complaint I heard all night long with the guys standing in line at the bathroom that said, man, I wish we'd have made this just a little bit bigger. Yeah. Jim Dunaway on your radio right now. Jim, you're there in Alabama. It's a football state. That that even goes without saying, I think, almost nationally, universally. But when you look around the league – uh, the sport, I think, of college baseball continues to grow. Auburn's a win away from the College World Series. Just the Alabama schools, um, for purpose of this conversation, Alabama, Auburn, you think fans would ever get behind those programs the way they do here in the state of Mississippi? Uh, you know, I, I think that I don't think that's a fair comparison. You know, like when Mississippi State was number one in football, mm-hmm. um, the atmosphere has changed there in Starkville. Yeah. But I don't think you can compare the football passion com- to to the Alabama football passion or, or like that. Yeah. So, you know, you guys right now, you are what everybody wants to be in baseball. And, I, and that could be – you guys could be 27 and 27 right now in baseball, and you're going to have that same atmosphere. Sure. And, and that's the way it is at Alabama. It, mm-hmm. You know, when, when Mike Shula was there, Alabama fans were still there 100,000 strong. And that's what you have at Mississippi State. Yeah, when Alabama – has a good baseball team again. They're going to fill up um, their their new baseball stadium, and it'll be a tough ticket. Plainsman Park's a tough ticket mm-hmm. when Auburn's are really good, but it is not even in the same conversation as what you guys had there. And I and I asked some people when I yesterday I had a chance to reflect and talking to some people who bounce around the league um, in broadcasting and in, in covering the sport. And I said, okay, of the two new ballparks, is the box in Baton Rouge or the one in Starkville, which is which is better, and they to a person said the one in Starkville is is you know the better atmosphere, and they believe the better stadium. So you guys built it right, mm. and you know whoever designed it designed it perfectly, and you just can't recreate it. And I mentioned to one guy, I said, "Boy, they should they should have the SEC baseball tournament here," mm. and he was like, "No, I like going to Hoover. I like that event to be a neutral site." It wouldn't be fair for the other teams to have to come here and play. Yeah. But but you guys, uh, th- those guys in the outfield, they treated the Stanford players. I mean, like a, I mean, there was some you know nice you know harassing and stuff going back and forth, but nothing over the top, out of line. Like I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be you know like the Philadelphia 76ers <laughs> fans right on the bench and yeah. some things you couldn't repeat. But it was. I mean, it was. Uh, you know, I I even started chanting the 44 in center field. 
uh, transfer portal, man, started chanting transfer portal. <laughs> you should come play. You should come play here, man. This is a great atmosphere. <laughs> he looked over and smiled at me. I don't know if he had eligibility left, but if the center fielder from Stanford ends up transferring to Mississippi State, I'll take credit for it. <laughs> you get the credit. We'll make sure that we <laughs> distribute the audio to prove it as well. Jim Dunaway from WJOX in Birmingham on your radio uh, right now. So Auburn is a win away. They're going to throw out first pitch in a bit. Butch Thompson trying to get Auburn to the College World Series, and it's been a while. What's your impressions of Butch Thompson uh, personally in, in kind of getting to know him, cover him, and the job that he's doing at Auburn? Well, you know, it's part of his family through his marriage goes to my church, oh. and he's been to my church many times at Asbury United Methodist. And so he is a, you know, a faith-based guy, and you just want to see uh, there are many ways he lives his life to show that, but you watch any of his comments, after the passing of Rod Bramlett, the play-by-play announcer, and nobody has been able to put that into context better than than, than Butch has. And he's he is it was very close to Rod Bramlett, mm-hmm. and he's handling the emotions of that with his team perfectly. Because a lot of people try to to uh, say, "Let's go win this for Rod. Let's go win this for him," and he says he would not cheapen his friendship like that. He'll, you know, it's okay for the players to play hard for him and maybe they've got an extra step, but he does a wonderful job of honoring uh, Rod while also motivating his baseball team. And that's just a tip of the iceberg on, on what kind of human being this guy is. Mm. And I'll tell you, I got several Auburn fans saw me at Mississippi state in the pictures that I sent from Saturday. And they said, that's another reason why, Alan Green, the Auburn athletic director, should be patted on the back, keeping Butch from going home to a place like that. If they really wanted Butch and he had a chance to go there and he decided to stay at Auburn, they were saying, congratulations, Alan Green, because that's an unbelievable atmosphere. And he came from Starkville. He knows what it's like there. And for him to be at Auburn, Auburn fans love him. He's one game away for the second year in a row. I don't know if they get over the hump today or not. You know, their bats have struggled at times. When they've been hot, they've won. When they're not, they lose. And they couldn't score at all yesterday. And they'll throw a freshman from Helena out there today uh, to see if he can do something on the hill. But they love Butch Thompson because of what he's building there. And I think he's building that for the long run there. He's trying to to emulate what he saw in Starkville. No doubt about it. Jim Dunaway on your radio. Jim, a couple of minutes left. Last thing, got a text here from a listener this says, sports in your shorts, Jim Dunaway on the radio. Ask him if he remembers his Rick and, Bug, uh, Rick and Bubba segments. <laughs> oh, yeah. We did that for 13 years. I remember that. It's been a few years now, but uh, we started that oof, maybe the Sydney Olympics okay. is when we started doing that. And I would do a sports update with Rick and Bubba in my uh, boxer shorts because it was always <laughs> 630 in the morning on a Monday. And that was before I did morning radio. So, yeah, we'd have fun with that all over the southeast. That's great. Sports in your shorts. Those guys are great. Speedy. You know, Speedy's a big state fan. I don't know if you knew that. He is a big Mississippi State fan. And yeah. uh, as is a lot of people over here in Birmingham, I, every every place I went leading into the game was met with a different group of people who listened to us in Birmingham and said, we heard you were coming. Glad we bumped into you. And they yeah. just were so nice. Great stuff. Well, listen, I'm glad we bumped into each other here on the show. Thank you for your time, Jim. It's always good to catch up with you, man. Talk to you soon. You too. And check out that Flying M t-shirt I bought from 1969, the Mississippi State Bulldog helmet logo. It's a good-looking t-shirt. It really is. I'm going to point people to your social right now so they can check it out. Thank you. All right, man. Have a good day. All right, you too. That's Jim Dunaway.
on Twitter, he is just plain old at Jim Dunaway. So spell out his name. And you'll see the links there. He's got some pictures. Yeah, and he was wearing this maroon T-shirt with the old 1960s Flying M logo. You know, it's got the M and like a jet that was kind of circling it and flying out and whatever, you know, on the, the old. They used to have that on the helmet back in the day. But he was there for that. That was a um, fun conversation with Jim. He, you know, you could tell. Um, I know that people, frankly, who aren't state fans, you know, it might be Ole Miss fans, LSU fans, certainly Arkansas fans, and others who kind of are rolling their eyes about this ongoing uh, beach ball. It keeps getting batted up in the air about how great state's new stadium is, and, and it's, you know, kind of basically has, has moved the bar on out there. Well, they got but, the pavilion. They got the pavilion. They can. Well, know. look. The fact is, Ole Miss with their basketball. When you build something new in college, when you this ain't building a house down here on, you know, Main Street, just for lack of a better term. You know, these folks are building these hundreds of millions of dollars in facilities to be state of the art ten years from now. Hopefully, they understand that people are going to keep moving the bar, but when you invest that kind of money and effort, something that's that permanent, you've got to look way on down the road. It's got to be the class. And that's what they did at the new dude. And because of the team's success, they really got to show it off here in the postseason. All right, more of your texts, and I'll get to your phone calls coming up here on the show. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio with Roger live in Jackson. Y'all stick around. The big best round, let the big parade. All on a mighty grande. The big best round, let the big parade. And a boy, Roger. Gone back home, G9D, to the land of the beautiful queen. Gone back home to my baby, going back to New Orleans. An ode, a little tip of the cap to Dr. John, the great, um, world-renowned, incomparable songwriter, musician from New Orleans who passed away last week. He defined a genre. Yeah. He really did, and you know when you hear his voice, you know there are iconic voices out there, but sometimes they can be iconic for different reasons. They're not necessarily unique. Now, like a Louis Armstrong, iconic and unique. It, you know that I could probably hear a little influence. Probably can. Now that you, now that you mentioned you, that, but when you hear Dr. John's voice, yeah worldwide people recognize it and even for those who might not necessarily point directly to him they know they've heard it on a movie you know what i'm saying yeah like i we've all watched like hollywood there's no tell how much money he made just from his voice being on songs that were used in movies that was a little bit like wolfman jack <laughs> kind of did that's a pretty good wolfman jack impression um so it's kind of rough, you know, and Leon Redbone a couple of months ago passed away, another iconic voice, yeah. like had this style that you just could not replicate. 
all his own. You know, I think of like a Randy Newman, yeah, who's another that it's great, it's awesome. It is literally and will forever be one of a kind. It's that unique. Well, Doctor John, obviously that way too. Yeah. So uh, that's really cool. It's neat to hear his voice. I got to do some driving this afternoon down to Purvis. Uh, and so I think I may put Dr. John on the old playlist. There, there you go. Listen to some of that. Hey, if you want to be a part of the show here in the Farm Bureau studio, connected via C Spire, I invite you to do that. Text me at 885-ESPN or 885-3776. 885-ESPN. Call me. I'd love to hear your voice. Where are you, Gator Greg? Gator Greg was texting me this weekend. He said, I told you the dogs were going to Omaha, and I told you in February. Y'all give me a shout on the Divini Equipment phone. It is 995-1059. That'll get you in. 995-1059. Let's see here. Text line. Let's see. The same umpire that called the plate Saturday. Terrible. Okay, so, so the home plate umpire from Saturday's game. He had a very wide, inconsistent strike zone at times. I, I felt like it really hindered both teams offensively. Equally. Equally, early on. Equal opportunity offender. Apparently, he was the one who was the first base umpire last night when Elijah McNamee was rounding first base. Yelled at him and told him to hurry up and get around the bases, which is, I don't know, I mean, I just didn't think what <clears throat> McNamee did warranted that, but hey, whatever. Matt on the text line says, Dustin Skelton, the best catcher in the SEC, hands down. Uh, with the way that he has, is playing and has played this year, I, I honestly don't know how you could argue that. And the fact that you know coaches don't put him on the All-SEC team is like a whatever type of, uh, type of moment. The Mayo Man in Jackson says, Omaha is not a home run friendly park. As you remember, when UCLA just let us hit it deep and stayed in the park, which is true. Stayed as a doubles team, which will be beneficial. Singles, doubles, and they can pitch it. And, you know, now another week of rest for JT Ginn. You get him ready to go. All it takes is one, you know, good, strong outing from him mixed up uh, in, in into that rotation in Omaha, and next thing you know, you're playing for a championship again. Uh, again, a lot of ifs and buts. i got to go make it happen. Divinity Equipment phone line, Todd, on the road in the Delta. What's up, Todd? Hey, Matt. Yo. Hey, real quick, back to McNamee and also on the umpiring, but uh, you said earlier McNamee would be gone. I didn't think he got drafted. Is it possible he could come back, something like a Cole Gordon, and uh, you know, be a graduate, maybe squeeze another year? And then the other thing, I know this morning on some of the message boards, speaking of the umpiring, they were really – and I'm a state grad. I was very proud of him and caught up in the moment. But I noticed that the umpire was really asking him to round the bases after the celebration down first baseline. I appreciated that, but I sure couldn't. I couldn't blame for uh, for Mac being excited. I'll, I'll hang up and just listen to your answer offline. I appreciate what you do. Thanks, Todd. Yeah, Hell State. Thank you. I, for those who didn't see what he did, see what, he what did. was he doing okay. going down? Well, there was a bat flip moment. You know, it's okay. a three-two count in the ninth inning. There's two on base, and as soon as he connects, he knows, everybody knows, this is gone. And the catcher, for instance, for Stanford, who was a highly drafted player, there's contact, boom. He stands up, glances at it, and just turns his head 
And here he goes. He's just going to walk away because he knows the result. He didn't want to watch. Went it. to the concession stand. Yeah, sort of thing. Gonna so going to be a minute. So McNamee, he makes a contact and it re- and immediately realizes it's gone. He watches it for a moment, flips his bat towards the dugout, does a little three sixty pirouette, and here he goes down the line, pumping his fist. Yeah, you know, four or five times. Yeah, just you know, pumping his fist. So it took a little while. It's not your normal trot down to first base. There's an emotional moment. Stadium just going berserk. And when he rounded first base. He looks towards the right field fans out there in the barbecue section and puts his hand up and points at him. And when he does, he's right in front of the first base umpire who leans into him and kind of barks at him and and motions for him to get on around the bases. Maybe he should have just T-bowed instead. <laughs> yeah, go, go take a little prayer there. Now yeah, you can't, can't get on a guy for T-bowing. So anyway, um, that's what he did. He, he barked at him. Pretty obvious he's saying, cut it out, let's go. Let's keep it moving. We're on TV, son. Exactly. And when I saw my first reaction was upon seeing it, I'm going, now why would he do that? Why would he? Why would the umpire feel the need to do that? I mean, he's obviously going to go around the bases. You know? He's on his way. He's now at first, finally. Well, you know, I just don't understand why the umpire would feel the need to sort of bark at him as if to motivate him around the bases. Why would he feel the need to? That's my first reaction. You know, let the kid do his thing and celebrate. Now, the other fan base may say, if he didn't exactly. do that, why didn't he say something? Well, see, and somebody messaged me, not messaged, but tweeted me this morning and said, if that had been an Ole Miss player doing that down to first base, y'all would be praising the umpire, which I said, I disagree with that. In fact, if it were but another, some people would, right? Yeah. And he also said, "Well, it took him two minutes." Oh, that's an exaggeration. But the point I think is correct that the umpire, what he was doing was, he was telling him to get on around the bases, and because it was so loud in there, thinking about it, you know, it's so loud and nuts in there. In order for him to communicate with Elijah McNamee, he would have to get pretty close to him, and in order for him to hear him. That's kind of what I think. Uh, Fluffy says, has anyone seen Mr. Panda Pants from Ichiban and Dr. John in the same room at the same time? (laughs) Chad says, Matt, wasn't that first base umpire last night the same umpire that threw the Louisville pitcher out in the regional? Chad, I have no idea. If that is the case, I just, I don't know. Um... Here's a text from, is the name SGS? What does that mean? It says, hey, what's your gut feeling on today's game with Ole Miss and the Hogs? Thanks and hotty toddy. Um, my gut feeling on it is I think Ole Miss has an excellent chance to win that game today. They are the hottest offensive team in the country. I think over the last three weeks, they did it again yesterday. Um, whoever Arkansas's third guy is is going to have to deal with that Ole Miss lineup again, who is one of the has been the hottest offense in the country, and Ole Miss is throwing Hoagland, who was a former first round guy. He's super talented. Now it's late in the year; he's not a freshman anymore. I think Ole Miss is about to win this game and go to Omaha. That's what I think. I got phone calls and I got texts. We'll get to them next. I promise you. Here in the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.
Ah, home sweet home. Well, make you feel at home. <laughs> Train running right by your window. <laughs> Although I'm not at home, I'm in the Farm Bureau studio in Jackson, looking at Roger face to face. Tough job. Somebody's got to do it. He's yet to figure out if this is preferable or not. <laughs> it's preferable for you to um, take your phone into C Spire. They can fix it for you, by the way. Did you know that? If your phone's a little rough around the edges, banged up, dented, cracked, all that kind of stuff, any phone from any carrier, you walk into your C Spire location, they will fix it for you, and nine times out of ten, they'll fix it while you wait. Maybe if people tell you, hey, we can't really hear you. When you're talking, maybe they can fix that. Right. Yeah. Like if you call a radio show and they're like, hey, every time you call, it sounds like you're underwater. <laughs> you know? Well, here's an idea. Go get a new phone. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, it does sound like you're talking to some of those scuba devices. It really does. <laughs> um, all right. So on the text line, somebody texted and said, I'm sure McNamee said some words that the umpire didn't like. Scott said, well, Matt, since you picked Ole Miss to win, they will lose. I see what you did there. Ha, ha, ha. No, I think I legitimately think Well, that's only win. during the game that you can't say that, right? You can't jinx them if you're like the color guy on the a broadcast. Yeah, right? supposedly. All the, the superpower is not there. Yeah, that's right. But yeah. let me just say this for everybody listening. I believe they're going to win the game. I just think they're better than Arkansas. Took two out of three up there this year. They've won two series in Fayetteville in the last three years. Nobody else has won one. They played two games in the SEC tournament. They beat Arkansas in the one that mattered most. I just think they had their number. What about you're better. Huh? How about State in their next matchup? It'll either be Auburn or North Carolina. We'll find out who the winner is, and that'll be who State will face in the first game in Omaha. And State's better than either of those teams. But you can't say they're going to win it for <clears> sure, though. Until you they're going to win. Think, all right, so now you've equally jinxed everybody. <laughs> That's one of, I want everybody to know that, that we've neutralized. Jinxed everybody. Uh, somebody, te- JR, texted in and said, Hey, Matt, McNamee was not taunting. He was just caught up in the moment. Tell Old Blue to chill out. Old Blue needs to chill out. Let's uh, go here to the Divinity Equipment phone. First up is Wayne hanging on for a long time in Madison. Hey, Wayne, what's up? Hello. 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 Go ahead. I'm here. Well, I'm. Uh, I'm- Riding and I got fired up was when you started talking a little bit about Dixie Youth Baseball. Sure. Uh, this is the 60th anniversary, and we're having one here in Madison this summer, in end of July, 1st of August, for the uh, 1959 Dixie, uh, Dixie Youth Baseball team from Yazoo City. All right. That's great. And, yeah, we had a lot of uh, – and y'all were talking about fields. Even back in uh, in 1959, Yazoo City had one of the better baseball diamonds, uh, Nicholas Field over there, and they used it for probably 50 years. They don't use it now anymore, I don't think. But uh, we, had, uh, we had a good team. We played uh, Columbus in matches at the end of July of 59 and beat them – to go to Lakeland, Florida, mm-hmm. and compete. And we beat Virginia. We lost to uh, North Augusta, South Carolina, and then ended up losing to Jackson. Okay. But we had a super team. We had some good ball players on some of some that you guys might recognize. Uh, uh, Manchild, uh, Gerald Moses was on that team. Okay. Uh, Haley Barber 
was an outstanding pitcher. Oh, on that team, Lonnie Graber, who's uh, in business here, I think, in the hospital uh, executive here, and John North, who I think you might even know, who yeah. was in the uh, in the park area here in Jackson. Uh-huh. Uh, so John were, was on that team too. John was on that team, That's and also Rusty Hydell over in Vicksburg was on that team. Okay, of course we. We had a bunch of these guys. Now, hold on, Wayne. Well, it sounds like y'all were recruiting players from other areas. Uh, no. Uh, 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 Rusty didn't live in Vicksburg. Okay, okay. He, <laughs> okay. He, he left us after, I think, the ninth tenth grade. Okay. But, no, we were all out of Yazoo, and we played uh, uh, Pony League and uh, American Legion ball. Several of these guys yeah. played out of Vicksburg. Uh, yeah on the American Legion teams here yeah. in Jackson. You know, just, uh, uh, American Legion baseball is uh, American Legion baseball is a big deal too. Um, and up there in, in where I live in the Tupelo area, they've got a team, the Tupelo 49ers American Legion team for, you know, high school age kids. And right. they constantly have big time recruits that play for them from the different schools in that area. They are coached by Kirk Presley, the former number one pick by the New York Mets. Who oh, was, I remember that name. Yeah, yeah and, that and name. it's a it's a big deal now, and it's highly competitive. There's a guy from Nettleton who never did play much college baseball named Bill Hall, but played. Bill played, this is back in the late 90s, early 2000s, played for that Tupelo 49ers teams, and about two years later he was starting for the Milwaukee Brewers. It's highly, cool. highly competitive. Wayne, I appreciate, yes. your, I appreciate your memories so much. It's good to hear them, and I thank you uh, for your call. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Have a great day. Gator Greg called it in February on this show. He said, State's going to Omaha. Greg, I gave you your credit. There it is. Well, I mean, I guess you didn't give me credit for maybe predicting to win the national title. I'll wait. <laughs> but I will say this, uh, and I'm pulling for uh, I, I I told my friend I was watching the Ole Miss game yesterday with him uh i actually he's kind of like uh like a second uh kind of like a grandfather figure to me i bought him a uh, uh a uh, jersey a powder blue jersey because i'm going to be up in omaha i'll be looking for you i'm pulling for it because that way you have an excuse to take uh, uh the homecoming queen yes. which you should be taking anyway i know you'll be up there in omaha i look forward to seeing you old miss will win today uh, about a score of 10 to 5 you heard it here. Mm. Ole Miss will win, and Mississippi State and Ole Miss. And I guess I'll put Vandy. I'm almost going to predict Mississippi State and Ole Miss in the national championship. What? I, I felt that confident, although I think Vandy's the only one. If you you got Kumar throwing like he did mm. the other night, I, I don't care who that is. That's going to be tough. But yeah. if you see Kumar and uh, and potentially Ethan Small uh, in, in, uh, in the in the in the second game, but I. I you can see it, Mr. Wyatt, a mature team, a team that got a lot of confidence last year when they beat Vandy to get to Omaha and playing. Uh, man, you can't avoid North Carolina because if they get there, it seems like Mississippi State and North Carolina play all the time in the series, mm-hmm. and it'd be great if Butch Thompson get a shot uh, in Auburn. I mean, that's strong. And Texas Tech, too, Mr. Wyatt, uh, Final Four and then uh, Omaha and then Auburn doing that. That's impressive. But uh, I, I like your team. I like the grid. I think you've had more – talented teams, but this is the best team, I think. Yeah. Chris Lamonis, I mean, John Cohen, that's a home run hire. I like Mr. Lamonis. He's a 
He's a no-nonsense guy. And credit Stanford for the class they showed yep. uh, when the state player was injured. And then just uh, being good sports, even though I know the crowd was going crazy, sit through there and shake their hands. And I had talked to Mike Martin, too. I know you all got a lot of time, but Mike Martin and FSU knocking down uh, LSU, mm-hmm. maybe he'll uh, make a run and uh, and maybe be state and FSU in the championship. But I, I think Mississippi State's going to be in the national championship series. Not going to call it yet. But you heard it here. They will be in the title series. And you'll be there in Omaha for three, three, three weeks, Mr. White, because you'll be there a week after. So we're celebrating still. You guys have a great show. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. Appreciate it. Gator Greg. How about that? State will be in the championship series. Ole Miss will win today by a score of 10 to 5, according to Greg. And um, <clears throat> what else? Oh, and he also, there's a Gator giving major props to the Seminoles. You don't hear yeah. that often. Do no, you? Mike. He is right. Mike Martin and Florida State. What they have done to go to Athens, and I'm not talking about just win it. They dominated that regional at Georgia in Athens, and then go take two out of three in Baton Rouge. And somebody put a stat out there today. I think it was Cole Kubelik. Cole. Um, you know, works for ESPN SEC Network, and he gets these insider emails, all these really cool stats and stuff. You want those? I can get you those. I want them. Okay. I want on the list, Roger. <clears throat> Here's the stat. I'm at Hold you on. every day, man. <laughs> Here it is. The team to eliminate LSU each of the past three seasons has gone on to win the national championship. Coastal Carolina in 2016. Florida in 2017, and last year, Oregon State. The last three teams to eliminate LSU all went on to win a national championship. Florida State, wait a minute, yeah, eliminated LSU. Florida State did it this year, and they just have a look of something special going on at Florida State, too. So they are uh, definitely to be reckoned with, I believe. Okay, about to wrap it up. Let me get to those last texts as the music is about to start. Matt says the problem is time excuse me the problem is that by the time the umpire barked at McNamee, he was already trotting around the bases so it was pointless uh, i can agree with you on that this says any other state fans pulling for old miss today because i'd rather face them than arkansas in the title i can understand that and a couple of other texts here and i'm sorry i'm kind of running out of time yeah the the hitter for arkansas his name's goodhart had that home run yesterday. And then finally here, a text that says, told my 14-year-old, bit of been football and in the end zone, he might have gotten a yellow handkerchief dropped and 15-yard penalty on a kickoff, but it's baseball. Thought the whole deal was great. First Mangum single, then McNamee's home run. Great stuff. Thanks for the text. Good show today. Enjoyed it. For Roger, I'm Matt. We will see you all tomorrow, same time. See you then. See you.